My name is Thomas Gibbonsneff. I'm a journalist at the New York Times. I served in the Marine Corps as an infantryman. When it comes to reporting on the front line, a lot of the same basics are at play. Uh, you're looking at the map of where you're going. If you're on a paved road, field roads, you know, is there a hospital nearby? Is your body armor affixed with a first aid kit? Does everyone know where that first aid kit is? We arrive into a, a military position. I get out of the car. I look at my watch. You know, I set a timer. No more than an hour. I'm listening for drones, jets, check in with the team. Is everyone comfortable? And if they are, then we proceed. Frontline reporting is dangerous, but I think nothing is more important than talking to the people involved, you know, hearing their stories and being able to connect that with people thousands of miles away. Anything that can make something like this more personal, I think is well worth the risk. New York Times subscribers make it possible for us to keep doing this vital coverage. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do that at nytimes.com slash subscribe. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Thursday, October 24th. Here's what you need to know today. I'm gathered here with dozens of my congressional colleagues underground in the basement of the Capitol because if behind those doors they intend to overturn the results of an American presidential election, we want to know what's going on. In a dramatic act of protest, House Republicans stormed into the secure offices where impeachment investigators have been hearing testimony behind closed doors and temporarily disrupted the proceedings. The Republicans, all allies of President Trump, demanded that the impeachment testimony be held in public. But because none of the Republicans are members of the committees conducting the hearings, they were eventually removed from the secure offices. And my fellow Americans, I greet you this morning from the White House to announce a major breakthrough toward achieving a better future for Syria and for the Middle East. It's been a long time. In a surprise move on Wednesday, President Trump said he would end the economic sanctions he imposed against Turkey for its deadly invasion of Syria just a week after creating them, saying that he trusted Turkey to abide by a ceasefire. So the sanctions will be lifted unless something happens that we're not happy with. But in a sign of bipartisan fury over Trump's approach, Democratic and Republican senators challenged the president's special envoy to Syria, James Jeffrey, about the original decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria, which allowed Turkey to kill hundreds of Kurds and for ISIS fighters to escape from prisons. And you know, uh, Ambassador Jeffries, I have the greatest respect for you, but one can try to put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. One can ultimately uh, call capitulation a victory, but it's still capitulation. And one can ultimately have a retreat and say it's strategic, but it's still a retreat. And that's, I feel, exactly what, what's happened here. That's it for today. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like expanding capacity for sustainable aviation fuel and biodiesel in Washington state and bringing massive new infrastructure online in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America.